Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to another fantastic uh, Monday meeting. Uh, we have Dan Redlack, who's going to be here. Well, he's already here, but I'll introduce him in a second. But before we do that, let's just get our morning started off right. Good morning. Great to see everyone again. Great familiar faces. Uh, please let us know um, what kind of business do you do? We see your name already. So what kind of business do you do? This is a great opportunity for Dan and I to know who's in the room, so to speak, as people are still kind of trickling in here. Um, who's in the room? Uh, what do you do? Um, and again, uh, that'd be a great connection. While you're doing that, I want to announce next uh, month's lineup. Look at these fantastic people we have coming up. We, by popular demand, we've invited a couple people back. You will see that Alnor um, has been invited back. Moji has been invited back as well. I guess you guys didn't get enough of that, so we'll be able to do that. We've got some uh, new faces. Look at that smile on Melanie Aguchi, and she, I believe, is also joining us today. Um, and then we have Richie, who's going to be talking about Hit and Reset. Um, so we're really excited for these folks who is going to be uh, joining us um, and going from there. So. As you know, our meetings are well packed. The timing is, is short and sweet, but we want to get to a lot of stuff, especially when we talk about that financial mindset with Dan. And I will introduce Dan in a second. Just a reminder throughout our time, uh, if you do have questions or anything like that, please uh, leave or comments in the chat room. Myself and Catherine will be monitoring those. And at the end, we will have an opportunity to... Um, uh, give you some more additional contacts so then that way you're able to reach out uh, to either myself or Dan so not to worry about that and pretty much uh, go from there. So let me just introduce Mr. Dan Redlack uh, here for you. He was born and raised in Newfoundland, um, which of course still has the best fish and chips, but that was back in the day when I could eat a lot of those things. But anyway, and he moved to Calgary in 2013 with his lovely wife, Kira. Uh, he's a family man with two awesome kids, Heidi, who is five, and Blake, who is two. And Heidi just graduated from kindergarten, so big success to her there. Um, he loves to bike around Calgary and relax in his hammock on the deck during a 30 degree weather with a nice hot coffee. We already talked about that this morning, folks, don't worry. Um, after being involved in the financial industry in one way or another for since about 2007, I believe, he realized that there's a huge gap in the quality of service that the top 1% receives uh, and what the rest of us Canadians receive. Um, he believes high quality fact-based unbiased financial planning should be available to all not just the wealthy, and that's why he started the Cash Flow Coach uh, part of his business, which provides personal financial coaching, mentoring, planning for parents. He's proud to announce that he, he follows both the Financial Planning Canada Code of Ethics, which I know some of you on here know about, and the International Coaching Federation Code of Ethics, and he's not paid commission referral fees, or hidden fees of any kind from any third-party institution, which would influence any coaching, mentoring, or plans uh, he gives his clients. So how the heck does he get paid? Let's find out a little bit more about Dan. Dan, good morning and welcome to the meeting. Did I miss anything? Hey, Kyle. Hey, everyone. Um, awesome little summary there. I appreciate that. Um, that's, yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Uh, I really come from the rock lovely lovely little place a little bit nicer weather here in calgary which is nice that's what keeps me here nice to have the the sun and all that but yeah started pretty much 2007 
didn't so much start in the financial, like as a bank or anything, but started in, started in real estate investing. Um, so I did some uh, real estate investing in Newfoundland, did some property management, um, had some fun with that. And then when I came over here, that's when I really started to lean into the financial planning world, financial coaching. And that's kind of brings us to where we are right now. Where so we are. That, that's, for that. that's, yeah, that's fascinating, Dan. And why are you, instead of saying a financial planner, why are you, why is it a cash flow coach? Like cash flow? Because I mean, I, the mindset that triggers for me is just, it's a, I mean, we hear it all the time, right? The saying of cash is king, right? And we, it's all about how cash flows either through our personal lives as well as our business. So why that name versus a financial planner, so to speak? Kind of a number of different reasons. Um, you know, I feel like the, you know, the financial planner, financial advisor, they're really good at tackling one aspect of your life. And I, I, I kind of term that as, you know, the external world of your finances, you know, the stock market, the policy, government policies, the number crunching, all that kind of stuff. Awesome at that. But not quite a, a, after going through the, um, the training material and kind of the four years of, of studying for it, I realized, you know what, there's, there's a gap missing. And the gap is kind of that internal world of your finance, of, of your finances, your habit, your mindset, uh, your uh, goal setting, how you talk about it with your partner, your family and everything. That stuff is really lacking in the financial planning advising uh, curriculum. So that's where I kind of got into the coaching uh, world as, as a professional coach. So I can tackle the internal world of your finances. And yeah, that's about it. Dan, listen, you really hit something there when we talk about talking about finances. And, you know, it comes back to a book I read many moons ago about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And in there, he kind of talks about the rich dad always talks about money, but the poor dad doesn't talk about money. And I think about my own upbringing that a lot of times my family, we didn't talk about money. Like you didn't learn about budgeting and cash flow and all these things until much later on. Why do you think that seems to be a common mindset that we just don't? talk about money and what i hear is a lot of couples don't like to talk about money 100 percent. and i feel there's pretty much four different mindsets when it comes mm -hmm. to your finances there's kind of the dependency mindset where you kind of just stick your head in the sand uh, there's the do it yourself. It's like, you know what? I can do it myself. It's money. How hard can it be? <laughs> right. There's the delegated mindset where you're delegating responsibility. Uh, and then there's the ownership mindset. And that's where that's, I feel like money is very personal. It's very emotional. And uh, it's when people are talking about money, they feel like they're talking about themselves. So if they're mm -hmm. spending uh, poorly or, or whatnot, then it feels like it's a personal attack on them. So it's, it's really hard to disconnect the idea that money is simply just a tool. It's neither good nor evil uh, from yourself because it's such a personal thing for people. And that's what I uh, really believe in. I love those four things. And I hope everyone got uh, them again. I'm going to ask you to repeat them later on, Dan, because I really for think sure. those are really powerful. You know, you... I love that piece that you said about, you know, when people, because it's such a personal thing, right? If they talk about money, especially in a negative connotation way, yeah. right? Like there, then I'm indirectly talking about myself. So there's, you know, especially people who carry that baggage from being bankrupt, right? If they had to file bankruptcy, 
then what does that tell people about me if I have to do those things, right? If I am bankrupt or I don't know how to spend my money, it's a reflection of who I am, right? So I think that's probably the shame or the, the stuff that carries them is what it sounds like. Yeah, and yeah. I think that, that that's pretty much what it comes down to. It's, you know, if if they got went bankrupt or if they spent poorly or, or made a bad decision, they, they take a very personal and it ends up, and this is part of kind of the belief mindset. They they believe they were a failure, and that's um, that's kind of not a not a good feeling. And if yeah. you're not kind of understanding, you know, money is simply a tool. It's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, then it could cause a, a little bit of stress in your life. Right. And speaking of stress, how do we move away from blaming our parents? Parents, I'm I'm looking out for you now. Okay. But how do we move away from blaming your parents that you didn't give me the proper tools or training to deal with money? How do they take control of that? What type of mindset do you think, Dan, they need to help themselves? Like if there is one or two things you could say, listen, regardless of what has happened in the past, regardless of your relationship with money, toxic or infatuated, what What's the mindset that you think they need to adapt right now? Is it one of the four that you mentioned? Or? Yeah. So I feel like if you're believing that right now, the, the beliefs and the habits that you have today, they served some sort of purpose in the past. But uh, right now, they might not be very useful. And so transitioning from the a not useful belief or habit to a useful belief or habit, I say that moving from financial dependence to financial independence. Mm-hmm. And the kind of the best way to, to do that, a belief is really just an idea based, uh, uh, backed up with a few experiences. So all we have to do is create a new idea and then create some experiences that go along with that. And, you know, if you, if your parents taught you bad habits or to, it was toxic, you know, that's, that's, that was in the past. But now if you want to change that, Think of a new idea that you want to have. It's like a really common one is, you know, I just don't have time to manage money. How am I supposed to do it when life is just so busy? That's your belief. And it's based with a lot of, uh, it's backed up with a lot of different experiences. So what we want is to have the, you know what, I can, I can dedicate 15 minutes a week to managing my money. And then we just have to be, uh, create some experiences that support that belief. So that's probably the best way to go about it. Yeah, I love how you simplify the belief system because a lot of times, I mean, we do naturally inherit um, our beliefs from our parents, which makes sense. They're going to show us and train us and teach us what they know or or lack thereof, right? I mean, you can't get... Um, more than what they already have. And so sometimes we get to a point where, you know, for many years, we just figure they know it all and have it all. And again, they're, for the most part, they're trying to do the best they can. Um, having said that, you do get to a point where you have to now say, okay, those beliefs were my parents. Either I'm going to adopt them for myself and now say they're my beliefs, um, or I may have to create new ones, which is kind of what you just suggested, Dan, right? Yeah. Is being mindful of, hey, if that's not working for me anymore. And folks, you know this doesn't work for you when it's causing you pain, right? That's probably the simplest way of knowing. Things that cause you pain is a great way to stop and reflect on it. It says, listen, or things that you just feel that it's just harder. You're constantly hitting your head at the wall. The idea is not to keep hitting your head at the wall and think, wow, I'm 
persistent. I'm tenacious. No, <laughs> hitting your head on your wall and you constantly bleed and hurt, that is an indicator of pain. So if you're ever looking for a sign, I just gave you one, right? So pain, if it's something's going on there, that's somewhere you need to be able to, to stop. Now, Dan, specifically about cash flow, why is cash king? Like, is there truth to that statement? You know what? You took the words right out of my mouth. I say cash flow is king. You know, it's uh, whenever you're, uh, you know, you build, you got to be able to ride the ups and downs of whatever's happening. Uh, those who have the cash can, uh, can have the opportunities to design the life, the, that the life, the, uh, the life that they want. So I don't say, you know, I'm the capital gains coach because you know, capital <laughs> gains is great, but you know, cash is king. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's why it's kind of, I went that route. Okay. So is there any tips that you have? Cause there's folks that on in our meeting today that, or, you know, stay at home parents or regular Joes, they call themselves, you know, go to work, do my thing, get what I need. There's, you know, people who have their own business. And so of course, all of these things are connected back to one's life and what that looks like. And they're trying to run their business. They need cash, right? They're trying to run their lives. They need cash. Do you have some tips and tricks when it comes to increasing one's cash flow or even being mindful and monitoring cash flow? Is there some things that you could say, hey, people can do this starting today, starting at 846 today, they can do the following. What would that be? Kyle, what, you got 15 <laughs> minutes left. What are you trying to do to me? My goodness. Uh, kind of two things. I just want to build on that uh, the piece about the piece about guilt. Whenever you're feeling guilt, that means you're not being authentic to yourself. So I just really want to reinforce that point you said, you said there. But to really tackle it at 845, the biggest thing you can do is schedule 15, 30 minutes into your calendar. Say, I am going to do this. And it was, I, I was looking at a few of your previous recordings mm -hmm. and there was one with Christopher we were, where he talked about uh, how motivation is an emotion mm -hmm. and the habit doesn't take any energy. And I absolutely love that. So when we get motivated, put it into the calendar and then eventually it'll become a habit and it won't be very hard to just keep the money managing skills going. So that's the top thing you probably the do. Top put thing. it in your calendar. Yeah. Put it in your calendar to be mindful. And what are they doing in those 15 minutes? Are they looking at their money? <laughs> you know, are they looking to see where the, if the comma is moving or the decimal <laughs> is where it's supposed to be? Really, when you really get to the nuts and bolts of it, the cash flow. So you're looking at the income that's coming in and the expenses that are going out. Ideally, you, I, I always say people, it's best for people to plan annually. They usually think about money monthly, but you want to manage money weekly. And mm. when you're managing money weekly, you don't have to remember, it's like, oh gosh, what did, I, what did I buy 30 days ago for the business? It could be a mouse or a computer mm. or something, but managing it on a weekly basis makes everything, makes that kind of cash flow roller coaster a much smoother ride. Dan, can you just say that again for those people in the back row? I just want to make sure they, they heard you, right? Like say that one more time from an annual to monthly uh, to a weekly perspective. Perfect. Yeah. So I find most people think about their money monthly. It's like, okay, I got these monthly expenses going on, but, and that's kind of where it stops when people try and manage their money monthly, then it gets a little, 
hazy and you start to forget things. And if you try and plan money monthly, you know what? You've got a year of expenses. So plan your money annually, think about money monthly, and manage your money weekly. Love that. Love that. It's so really good. You know, one of the other things I say sometimes, I mean, I know I've done it from, I do it for myself, but even for um, clients where sometimes they will go into that, that piece around their finance or cash flow. And I just said, you know, as an exercise, I want for at least two weeks, at least two weeks, even better for 30 days, but at least for two weeks, I just want you to start categorizing where you're spending your money. Just make a note of it. Just start running that tally. Uh, you know, you'll because you'll find some common grounds. You'll find out how many times you go to Tim Hortons, how many times you eat out, how many times you're shopping on Amazon. The moment you just start putting that together, and sometimes that could be the exercise, just to start tracking your money. Look at it, you know, daily, weekly, what have. Just track it. Don't do anything with it, but just track it. Dan, do you know how many people by the end of that month says, "I already made changes. I I already made changes because I was shocked to find out that I was spending three hundred dollars a week or a month at Tim Hortons." Yeah, the same experiences for me. Like when you start seeing, it's like, holy smokes, this is why, you know, I was, I'm supposed to have 500 bucks a month at the end, but I got nothing. So mm -hmm. it's so, the world is designed to pull the money out of your pocket. And that's why the financial independence mindset is ownership. You own your money, you own your decisions. And when you're aware and tracking and understanding where your money's going, that's, that's, where, the, that's where the freedom comes from, right? Right. I love that. I love that. Um, folks, any questions for Dan? Is there something that you're struggling with? Um, there's some financial planners on this, uh, in this meeting, Dan, you know, and they're looking at you and I don't know what they're thinking yet. So uh, I, maybe I'll find out. There you I, go. See your, I see your smile, Daryl. I see your smile. Um, um, but again, it, it's just this thing about money. Like if you could just start talking about it. I, I know when we talked really briefly, I was actually shocked to hear that a lot of couples or families don't talk about money because I mean, my family wish I would shut up about money. But, you know, um, I just think it's interesting that a lot of folks don't. But now it makes sense because you said if it's about if they feel the story, we often say the story, if they're telling themselves a story that says money means the following thing. And if I can't manage it, then what does that say about me? Then I could see how that could be a problem. Yeah. And you know what? Everyone likes to be comfortable. And when they get into an uncomfortable situation, they either avoid it or it erupts into an argument. And you're, we're really, as we grow up, we're not, we don't have the skills to talk about it. So part of getting financially independent is learning the language of how to communicate with your partner, how to communicate with yourself about mm -hmm. money. And that's, that's really, really, really important part of it. I love that. Uh, even uh, Yvonne just said something. Uh, it's so hard calling you Yvonne because I don't call you that. <laughs> it's like calling your mother's name, <laughs> the real name everyone calls. Like, what? Whose name is that? Um, but Yvonne had a great comment, just, you know, uh, just identifying you, right? Just making it more about it being, you know, people do feel a lot of stress when it comes to money, right? Because sometimes we, we don't have it and we want more of it, but it really gives you, and you mentioned opportunities, it gives you that financial freedom to have options. And that's really what it is. And sometimes it's hard for some people to plan for future money when they feel they need all the money they can today. Like, you know, what's your thoughts on that, Dan? Like, how do you speak to someone who says, how do I plan for future when I need the money today? There's, 
pretty much a step-by-step -step process of, you know, where you should put your money, uh, given what stage you're at. Uh, you know, the, the industry, generally speaking, likes is, is a lot more complicated than it has to be. But, you know, first off, you just want to wipe out your debt. Um, second off, uh, invest for the future. So if you have a lot of debts, chances are you're investing for the future is, is, is kind of tomorrow's problem. Uh, taking out the debt and, you know, making sure you're properly insured and you got your emergencies covered to kind of reducing the risk of your life. That's probably one of the key areas to be putting your money. Uh, if you're kind of just, just starting off, that'd be a good way to go. Probably. What do you mean by getting your insurance and stuff like that set up? Because I think sometimes it's these emergencies that pop up because you get sick, you get hurt, you, something happens to you and then you have to fork out all this money. I don't know how they do it in the U S like if I had to think between going to a doctor and paying for that or right, I think maybe, and this may be me speaking out of turn, but I think, you know, if something happens, I think our biggest fear is if I cannot work, then I don't get paid. And if I don't get paid, then then what like it, it just trickles down right yeah so insurance you use insurance to cover off your kind of catastrophic uh situations that could happen so the things that could really ruin you you know death disability uh those types of things <laughs> that's true that could really ruin a lot. they could ruin your day probably i would say um but you want to fund your and kind of plan for emergencies and i kind of categorize those as you know a flat tire that's really like the really inconvenient thing so have a little bit of emergency fund there if you lose your uh, capacity to make decisions you want to cover yourself legally with the you know uh, um, power of attorney and those types of things and you know secure digital and analog security uh is is important so make sure if you have things of value that you want to make sure don't get stolen or, you know, identity protection and whatnot, you want to make sure that's covered. So there's a whole gamut of things to, to cover and insurance isn't the panacea to everything. It just mm -hmm. cover off those catastrophic things that could happen. Everything right. else you should kind of have a plan for. Yeah. Cause I think those, those catastrophic things that we don't feel is going to happen to us or we don't think it's present. And I think that's what makes it such a, a tough pill to swallow knowing that you need to be able to do that. Um, Dan, it just in the interest of time where can you imagine we're, we're about oh. getting wrapped up here. Um, can you talk a little bit back again about those four different mindsets you talk about when we, um, I asked you earlier about uh, money when it comes to money. And I just want to make sure everyone walks away, at least understanding those things. 100%. Yeah. So there's pretty much four main mindsets when it comes to uh, finances. There's a dependency mindset. And that's where, you, uh, well, I'll lay it out first. So we got the dependency. Um, you got the DIY. So it's like, you know what, I don't need help. Money is easy. And you know, I can do it myself. Uh, there's the delegation of responsibility mindset where you know what, I'm, I'm being a smart business owner and I'm going to delegate all my responsibility with regards to money away. And there's the independence mindset where that's where you're taking ownership and seeking help when you need it. And I believe, you know, being in the, in the independence uh, side and being taking ownership of your money is the way to go. 
is a two. Great. Uh, thank you so much for that. So Dan, if someone wants to reach out to you, just explore options, like what are you doing? How can they get a hold of you? I know Catherine, I uh, just put your info, but what does a, a call or a meeting looks like if someone wants to reach out? Like who's the ideal person that should reach out to you? Ideal person to reach out for me is, I focus on parents specifically. I'm launching a new uh, Facebook group, uh, Smart Spending for Savvy Parents. And this, that's where I cover all this uh, type of information, whether it be kind of spending smarter, reducing risk, or creating wealth. Uh, I tackle all that, all that stuff in this group. And best way to reach out to me, uh, obviously Catherine has the stuff, but you can feel free to Facebook message me, um, Dan Redlack, I'm the only one. Uh, on there and yeah that that'll be that'll be awesome i got for my group as kind of an early bird access um for the month of july every saturday i plan on doing a um completely free uh coaching mentoring planning call for anyone who who joins up and you know i'll give you as much as i can in the in the time that we got and hopefully get you moving on your finances that's awesome. So you do that for free. So how, how do you get paid if you're not getting paid by commissioned or just curious? I'm asking for the, the people in the back row that wants to know. Yep. So I get paid uh, by the people. Uh, so whoever oh, okay. my client is, is they, they pay me uh, the, the, the funds, like, like kind of a, a lawyer. You, you pay for a specific project or whatnot. That's how you pay me as well. Excellent. Thank you. Because I think since we're talking about money, I just made Sure, I asked the question because I'm sure people are wondering about what does that look like? Is that an arm and a leg, right? So to speak. But I think you're... I only I, take fingers. <laughs> I like that. Oh, that explains so much more. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to unpack that a little bit. Uh, folks, I hope you enjoyed today. Dan is going to stick around uh, for about 15 minutes. If you do have some specific questions or just some generalized things that you may have heard. I mean, I'm always curious about people's upbringing when it comes to, to money as to why you think, you know, um, that happened that didn't. I mean, I'll, I'll just say this really, really quickly. I remember my experience. I was 10 years old. I received this amazing toy. And of course, back then they didn't include batteries. Like who gives a toy without batteries? Like that's ridiculous, right? It's like, Anyway, so I was very excited to go to the shop with my mom because this is probably the only time. I said, yeah, I'll come with you. I'll come with you because obviously I was motivated. I want a battery. I want a battery to with this toy. And I got there and I grabbed the toy, the battery. I said, mom, we should get the batteries. And she said to me, I don't have money for batteries. And I just thought, okay. But then I saw her put stuff in the cart like bread, cheese, milk. And I'm thinking, she lied to me. She said she had no money, but she's buying all this other stuff. I did not have that sense back then to realize what she meant is, I don't have money to buy these batteries because I want to spend the money on other things you need. And had I think she had that conversation with me, would I have understood it fully? Maybe, maybe not. But I think through time, I would have gotten that, right? But later on, like I really got angry. I was resentful because she lied, right? And I think sometimes when we don't have that type of conversation with our families and friends and all these people, you know, we're telling herself other stories because she said she had no money, but she did have money. But the piece that's missing is we have priorities, right? We need to probably spend our money on these things. So I think if we're doing those things that Dan suggested around planning for money annually, you know, thinking about money monthly and managing our money weekly, we're able to know where we're at and we're able to kind of communicate that.
So um, if the Monday mindset are great sessions for you to reset and charge your week, please share this um, with a family or friend. We have the links that's uh, always posted. Um, so if you're not registered uh, already for these fine folks, please make sure you do. Um, that is how we're supporting this group and this network is really by sharing this information. You can reach out to either myself um, or Dan at any point if you have questions or concerns. And if you have a suggestion for who you think would be a great co-host, please send that information to Catherine. Um, she pretty much is vetting those uh, pieces for us and so those are great information we want you to have uh, Dan Redlock thank you so much for joining us today it surely was a pleasure having you and I know you were mindful of giving out so much but you did brilliantly well by giving out the right information at the right time when we need it so thank you for joining us any last words from you well I just want to say thanks for having me it's an absolute pleasure to be talking with everyone here and uh yeah, go have a rockin', rockin' week in awesome Canada Day, so thanks. Are you trying to plug the rock there in your hometown of the rock? <laughs> Subliminal messaging. <laughs> I appreciate it. Everyone, uh, stick around if you want to stick around for the Q&A. We'll see you next week. Take care of yourself. Dan, thank you so much for that. That was brilliant. I have so much great information. Uh, folks who are still here, any questions you, yeah, there's some great comments there for you, Dan. I think some people like what you were talking about um, as far as some info. I'm just curious, folks, where, where are people struggling to talk about money? I mean, is what Dan's saying true? <laughs> let's, let's fact check Dan here when it comes to why are we not talking about money? Is it because you guys do feel it's a personal reflection of yourself. Oh, that's a good comment there, Dan, that Yvonne just mentioned. Uh, mm -hmm. It really is about changing our attitude towards money. 100%. Yeah. And there's, there's a step-by-step -step way of, you know, how to change your attitude. You think, you think it's some magical way that you'll have some life experience meditating on the top of a mountain that, you know what, ha! I see the world in different lights, but no, it really comes down, I believe, to, you know what, you have a new idea that, you know what, this idea is going to be useful to me. Um, and you just try and back that up with a few experiences. And it's like, whoa, magically, I got a new belief. I, I really, truly think that's the way to go. Excellent. Uh, Daryl, do you have anything to add uh, to this? Because you are a financial planner guru. Um, Dan, you are great. Um, I, I don't have the chat thing, so I don't even, can't even see the questions. Um, yeah, I totally agree with Dan. I think the biggest part of our job is really to get people to think what their goals are and not compare to somebody else's Yeah, and give up on the past. I, I don't think there's a person who's either done well or is in a struggle or 
they're not where they want to be. Nobody ever seems to be where they want to be today, but mm-hmm. it's getting an understanding of what's happened has happened. Change those habits and, and um, things you do with money and how you respect money. And the more you respect what money can do for you, not what you think it should do, what it can actually do for you, it, it, things start happening for people. It really does. It's taking that longer-term approach. I love the fact of, you know, the year, the month, and the week um, to develop a cash flow. But a lot, of, um, a lot of people that I deal with, the cash flow isn't the issue. It's how you spend it. They're, they're not going backwards, which is great. Um, but it is what do you do with it? Wealth isn't about comparing what you think you should have or comparing to somebody else, it's what you want. And becoming wealthy for you and your family isn't about comparing to your neighbor or your friend or, or somebody else. It's what do you want with the money? And build towards that um, and start understanding and respecting how money gets to, you need money in the world. How, but what do you need? Make it realistic um, and don't panic. You know, get your money working for you. Um, then I think you would agree saving it and creating a positive cash flow is one thing, but having it not work for you is really bad. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> you to sit there, right? Yeah. It's like having that lovely child you love to death living in your basement till they're 45. You want, you want your money out there working. Leave my mother out of days. this, Daryl, okay? <laughs> Leave my mom out of this. <laughs> I apologize to your mom. <laughs> so yeah, there's, it, it really is about respecting what money, what you want it to do for you. That's a, you know, we're, when we're analyzing the goals, retirement goals and doing those things, you know, stuff's going to happen day to day, year to year. 2020, I think has put a, a light on a whole bunch of different things for people. And you know, I think a lot of people have come out of this ultimately ahead with where their mind is mm-hmm. on what they need to do for themselves. I love that. Daryl, thank you so much for that. You know, and I think what sums that up is Yvonne's recent comment there about, um, I think uh, she's quoting you, Dan. You can correct us if she's wrong. She says, Dan says, you have to give each dollar a job. Is that something yeah. you said or? Uh, yeah, I might have uh, given that one to her. And it's, it's so important because when, when money's just coming in and it comes into a single bank account and you, don't have, you haven't given it a job in your bank account, it is so incredibly easy to just spend it. It's like, oh, I got you know, $30,000 in my bank account. I wish I had that problem. Um, <laughs> $30,000, oh, I can go on this, go on that, go on this. But oh, I also had, you know, $20,000 of, you know, expenses I was going to save for down payments, but you've just blown it all. So you really want to, once it enters your one bank account, you want to give it a dollar, a job and uh, assign it a specific bank account. And really to build on what Daryl said, I absolutely loved it. I, if I were to, to sum it up in one word, it's contentment. 
be content with where you are. And once you're content, that's, that's the secret sauce to it all. Because then you're not comparing yourself to your neighbors. You're not comparing it to your, your family. Once you're content with who you are and what you're doing, then you can teach that to your kids or whoever is important in your life. And it just makes, uh, and that's where everyone can become financially independent. You, it's not tied to the number value on your, on your bank account. I love what you said, because I think that might help less here, because Les had a comment as well. Um, I'm going to read out here. It says, uh, for my world, my wife stresses about not knowing about the finances. Um, but when we try to sit down to talk about it, uh, then she panics because she thinks she doesn't know about it. Uh, so ultimately, money talks often go of, mm. on a, uh, avoided, right? They're yeah. avoiding that talk. So how could we help less there? So that, that's really, really important uh, part because the, the key part is to, and one of my clients that I worked with before, her, um, her partner, you know, does active trading, all that kind of stuff, like really well-versed in financial lingo. But my client, she wasn't as familiar, like, um, like interest rate on, on debt. She, she didn't uh, track that and just... So they weren't speaking the same language. And when they're not speaking the same language, people get confused, people get stressed, people get angry. Uh, so it's really about, um, you know, up in her, her level of knowledge, just basic, basic, uh, basic uh, terminology and whatnot, so that you can start talking the same language. And the other piece of it is being able to communicate compassionately. There's um, a specific way to talk uh, with partners and whatnot by a fellow Michael Rosenbaum, I think Rosenbaum. it is. Mm -hmm. Rosenbaum, fantastic ways. Um, Nonviolent communication. Yeah. That is an amazing way to talk about finances because it takes away the personal attacks that people feel like pe uh, others are insinuating when they're talking about things. So I highly recommend maybe checking that out uh, because that's, it's magical. And the other thing I would say for folks who get angry or frustrated in these type of processes is be patient with them. Patience. Hear that their their frustration is not necessarily at you. It could be, you know, and again, I, I don't uh, know less the situation here, but we do see that quite often is that we get frustrated, you know, with them because we're like, let's just talk. But what we should be hearing is their frustration is because they want to understand it, but they just don't know how. Right. And so we want to be able to just kind of work with them the best way we can is, is by being mindful of that. So when someone shows you that type of stuff, we may, as a tip, just to step back and just say to them, what's happening for you right now? Because if you start in a conversation with someone, you find that they're going to that place of anger or frustration or completely out of line with what you're trying to do. Uh, just say, I don't think it's about this. So what's happening for you right now? And getting an opportunity to actually uh, come back to it. Um, because sometimes that could be happening. Okay, uh, I think we have uh, time for maybe one more here. Um, uh, Melanie mentioned something. Melanie, do you want to go off, uh, not off camera, but go on mic and talk a little bit about what you just mentioned here? Because I think that's really vital as well. Cool. Thanks. Um, thanks, Dan. This has been a wonderful conversation this morning. Hello, everybody. I'm Melanie. Um, 
for those of you who don't know me, I'm a professional organizer. And so for me, Dan, so much, like my brain's just like blowing up this morning um, because when I'm working with my organizing clients, you know, I'm often in their home offices or wherever it is that they keep bills and finance and stuff. And, you know, for me, I can easily see that there's, you know, perhaps a disconnect when it comes to finances because I find bills that are unpaid, you know, the stacks of visa bills that are just kind of all over the place or TELUS bills, whatever the case may be. So I can already see that in their mind, it's not clear. Um, when I see that, that's a cue to me that things are not perhaps as um, they, they could be. And so for me, how my question to you is how can I broach that conversation with a client in a way that I'm, I'm very respectful of boundaries and I don't want to overstep the mark, um, but be kind and, in you know, getting them to live a fulfilling life where they're not paralyzed by, in my world, by their clutter, um, but in your world to be, you know, perhaps they're paralyzed by finances in some way. And so how can I bridge that conversation to them to, to say, hey, perhaps reaching out to this lovely gentleman, Dan, um, and see how, you know, you might be able to, to help them out and, and get them to perhaps some, some, you know, more peace in their life around money. So how could I kind of bring up that conversation with the client? Dan, thank you, Melanie. Dan, before you answer that, because I think what I'm hearing as well, Melanie, is that yes. you're mindful of not, because it's personal to them, you're mindful yes. of not trying to hurt that piece of them by 100%. saying, it's clear to me that I've made a judgment that you don't know how to manage your money. So I need to get you to someone yeah. else. Right. Yeah. That's a great point. Dan. Yeah. Um, I would say the, you know, something you, you can do and say, uh, if, if you have like a, a calendar, like I'm really a big uh, fan of, you know, just putting something on a calendar. So then it becomes visual. And if, if you have something like that in, in your process where, um, you know, to get organized, you, you assign things a specific time. Um, just assign, uh, um, you, you can say, you know, I have, you know, I, I see a few bills there, you know, take the time to, you know, assign a, a time to put those things on, on a calendar. I think that's probably a really soft way to, to approach that uh, topic, uh, with, which will hopefully move them forward a little bit. And then the next step after that was, you know what, uh, I know someone who specializes in kind of making these money uh, calendars to help, uh, help folks kind of talk about money a little bit. Um, you know, if, if you feel like um, talking with him, um, he could probably give you a few, uh, accelerate your progress. I find saying the word accelerate the progress is a really good way to, to approach it rather than, you know, you're broken and that kind of thing, as you were saying, Kyle, <laughs> you know, accelerate, you know, this guy really helps you just kind of get your, get your goals or get you to your goals a lot quicker because everyone's resourceful. They'll get their goals eventually, but I just kind of cut off a few years on the process. Yeah. Is that uh, helpful? Uh, is that helpful? Yep. Yeah, I like that. I mean, and I think, you know, with you, Melanie, specifically, because I know about your business as well, I think, you know, for you, it's not really much of a stretch if you actually step into it too with them by just saying, listen, I'm noticing this. So I'm just curious, what story are you telling yourself when these things are just stacking up? You know, what's happening that's allowing that to happen? Because I think there's a resource there. That's a fair point because, you know, part of my process is, is not just looking at the stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, why, how did we get here? And so that, yeah, it, it could be a way to kind of get, have that conversation around money in a way that how, how did, 
you get here today with your mm. money. And um, so I guess, you know, for you, Dan, it, you know, when I, I, if I see clients that are, you know, maybe we start that process getting things on the calendar in terms of getting bills paid, et cetera. But, um, you know, I think now I have a better understanding of at what point, you know, perhaps to, to be on the lookout to say, Hey, you know, you're doing well, that you know, maybe getting those bills paid, but it, you wanted to get, um, you know, what did you say? Accelerate your progress. Um, yes. I love that. Um, then I will certainly pass them on. And what, one more thing I can do for you is provide you kind of a, a really super quick worksheet on how to, you know, organize your calendar, how to organize your money calendar. So you can say, you know, clients, would you like kind of a, a quick worksheet on how to organize your money calendar? You know, Dan, I'll shoot Dan an email and he'll, he'll, uh, uh, you can, uh, he'll send it over to you. So that, that'll probably be an easy way to do it. Cool. I like that. Thank you. I love that. I see a lot of faces. People are like, uh, yeah, I, I'd like to have that worksheet as well. I saw you, Carmel. Um, I'd like to have that worksheet as well. Uh, Dan, I think if we could fit one more in, please, because Karen brought up um, a really good point here. You know, one of the things that she's saying is when people, because she had a lot of her clients are living month to month. Um, Karen, did you want to add anything onto that? They're living month to month, and I guess their first reaction is to cancel their their policies, right? Yeah, we get, you know, that's one of the things that they look at to sort of cut expenses. And of course, you know, we have a conversation around that and I'll do whatever they want. But um, at the end of the day, um, you want to take it further and go, what else, where else is the money going? And, you know, I think that uh, the suggestion about, um, you know, tracking your expenses for 30 days just to mm -hmm. see where it is actually going is a really good place to start. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, obviously, I think, Dan, you could add some value to some of the clients that I'm working with. So um, would be nice to know sort of how to frame that. And, you know, obviously, first thing they're going to want to know is what's it going to cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Dan, Karen uh, Pazderic works uh, in, the, in the insurance side of the field, right? As far as short-term, long-term life and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, 100% Karen. Um, I would say the, the best way to in, introduce uh, or try to, you know, a free method of taking care of this because the pandemic time, you know what, finances are going all over the place. Uh, direct them to my, my Facebook group, probably the best place to go because I'm going to provide as much as I absolutely can with regards to spending smarter, reducing risk and creating wealth. So that's, that's the topics. And they can, if they want the free access uh, to me, you know, the, the first, uh, the first, the, the, the Saturdays in July, you know, they, I'll give as much as I can in the time that I got. So uh, that's probably a good way to get them, uh, get them started and supporting, you know, keeping them as a client as yourself and maybe introducing them to a few more uh, tips and tricks that might, might help them out. Good. Yeah. And I think there's an opportunity for Karen, Melanie and a few just to connect with you and talk a little bit more about yeah. that. Uh, folks, how was this? How was today's meeting? Was it helpful? Please let us know in the comment uh, how much, uh, if this was helpful or not, is, do we, like, do we want Dan back or not? Right. <laughs> what does that look like? Dan, if anyone says no, I know <laughs> take their well, name down. they're going to say, you know, my eyebrows are too bushy. I don't want to <laughs> see him again. I, I've gotten that before. So I, I completely understand. 
Well, we hope this was helpful. We do read your feedback, your comments, and I think this is the best way for us. You know, what resonated with you the most of today's meeting? Uh, please let us know what are some things that you're going to take away because it's really about taking imperfect inspired actions. You know, what are some things that you're going to commit to at least for this week? If you could share those in the comments uh, so that way we can see them and know if this is resonating or not. Dan, this is great information. So we went a little bit over, but I think when it comes to money, there's other things. And then Les, if you're still on here, if this is a conversation you need to have with Dan, um, please reach out to him and have that as well. And if you are looking for different habits and stuff like that you need to uh, work with, please reach out to myself. More than happy to connect either with myself or with uh, someone else in our, on our team. Thank you so much. Have a great, inspired week, and we will see you all next Monday. Thanks, Thanks again, all. Dan. Thanks. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah.